Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Live Revised podcast today. We are going to be spending our time talking about three things that are keeping you from living a life you love, blaming, complaining, and making excuses. Now you're probably thinking, huh, those aren't three things I think I really do a lot. And if I was going to ask you what's keeping you from living a life that you really love, you probably wouldn't name those three things. But I bet by the time we're done talking today, you're going to see how maybe just even slightly these three things creep in and stand as a roadblock and a barrier to you living a life you love. So stay tuned. We're going to have fun today. And thanks for joining me as we dive in. Well, if you've hung around with me for any length of time, you will have learned how much I love success, not just like living the high life, but like really going for the things I want most in life and really stretching myself and pushing myself to reach goals, to actualize dreams, to really live life to the fullest. I was just in a meeting where someone asked the question, what is it that you want to be known for? And when I answered the question, I I immediately went to sort of my in the hip pocket type of answer where I say, I want to encourage and empower and inspire others to live their purpose. But then I kind of went a little deeper and I said, I don't want to live life on the sidelines. I don't want it to just pass me by. I want it to be something that I can live to the fullest and that people see that in me. And they recognize that I lived with intention, with purpose, with goals, with dreams. And I was someone who gave it it all. That's what I really, really want to be known for. And I have a feeling that you probably have something similar to that, or we wouldn't be hanging out here on this episode. Um, You've either wanted to increase areas of success in your life, or maybe you're just trying to understand what that means for you. Wherever you land in that whole success question, let me tell you, all of us battle with three similar things that stand in our way and keep us from where we really want to go. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Oh, it's going to be some hard stuff, but it's going to be good stuff. I promise you. So uh, I have had such a love affair with um, personal growth and uh, bettering myself. Not that I'm always good at doing some of the things I learned, but I definitely am love of learning about it. I have been mentored by some of the greatest names in that whole personal growth, personal development field. Not that I've met all of those people, but I've just become a student through their books, their podcasts, their videos, uh, whatever I could get my hands on. And a lot of this really stemmed from a great mentor I had in my professional life long, 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 long time ago. And he first introduced me to this whole idea of personal growth and development. And through that, I got introduced to this guy named Jack Canfield. Now, maybe you know that name. He's a pretty big, uh, well-known name in the whole personal growth space. Um, He's authored tons of books. One of the ones that are most well-known and associated with him is called The Success Principles. And in The Success Principles, he talks about the one thing that you have to do, but beyond all other things, when it comes to success, that is to take 100% responsibility for things in your life. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow when you think about some of the negative things maybe, or even some of the things that we feel like have been dealt to us that we didn't have control over, or maybe we didn't pick. But when I really sat and thought about that concept of really taking 
100% ownership and responsibility in my life, I realized that what Jack was giving all of us is a gift because in reality, what he's, what he's doing is he's handing over the reins and he's saying, Hey, listen, this may not be the team of horses you wanted to be tethered up to, but I'm giving you the reins and now you get to steer them. You get to slow them down. You get to speed them up. You get to make them turn left or turn right or go straight. Like you get to call the shots now. This may not be what you had envisioned, but when you take 100% responsibility, you kind of put yourself back in the driver's seat. And that sense of control, that sense of being able to act and to direct things a little bit, that was empowering to me. And yeah, there were things in my life that were out of my control per se. I couldn't change the past or even manipulate or dictate the future. But in that moment, I could take responsibility and I could choose to step out and take on that uh, and maybe just shift it a little bit, maybe just alter the circumstances or nothing else, my perspective and my mindset. And when I did, things started clicking for me. It really wasn't that anything extra special had happened that all of a sudden life got easy and I didn't have any issues or, or struggles or challenges. But what it did was it allowed me to not be held back by those. It allowed me to not stay in a victim spot and mentality, but it gave me this concept of responsibility and taking control. It gave me permission to stand up and say, okay, these are the circumstances I found myself in. How do I change it? Or how do I grow out of this? Or how do I begin to shape this in my favor or in my benefit? This became really, really crucial when I uh, served my time in prison while I was in prison. This was a huge lesson that I learned because so much was out of my control there. You don't necessarily get to dictate all that happens in your day. You don't necessarily get to dictate even what you get to eat that day. And so it seems like all of control is removed from you. And to be honest, in my experience, part of what makes uh, like prison and doing time so difficult is that sense of control. Um, when you don't have that, you feel uh, you feel like there's there's a helpless feeling as if someone's kind of ruling you. And, you know, we don't like people being the boss of us. And that is so true in prison. I mean, you don't get to make a lot of your own choices. And if that is all you fixated on, it's easy to get beaten down by that concept. But I realized that there were things I could control in that environment. And I wanted to figure out how I could do that and how I could sort of insert my own initiative or my own thoughts, or my own control in that setting. And there was a big difference between people who could do that and people who couldn't. And the ladies that I was uh, serving time with who couldn't kind of get in check with this control thing had a miserable time and really struggled in their, in their time. Whereas the rest of us while we really didn't want to be there, we couldn't control if we were there or not there, right? We were there, but we could control the way things were while we were there. And that was such a, just a mind shift that made such a big difference in that setting. But really this idea of a hundred percent responsibility came greater when I left prison. 
And I kind of tell people, you know, hey, it's one thing to be a felon, a convicted felon when you're in prison with other convicted felons, because everyone knows what you are. But it's a whole nother thing to walk out in public and have to live life among people that aren't convicted felons who don't understand how the system works and why you might be a convicted felon, um, who don't have a lot of grace or understanding or mercy for someone who has a past like mine. And that's a whole nother like set of emotions. But I do remember thinking that, you know, I can't control how people perceive me. I can't control their opinions of my situation. But what I can do is control my actions. And I can control my honesty, my transparency. I'm very upfront about my past and the mistakes I've made. And I can choose to prove them all wrong. If they all think that I am a failure and I am not any good and I should just be dismissed, well, I can prove them all wrong and make something of myself. And that's a 100% responsibility on me to do that. And that became kind of my driving force for so many years when I first got out of prison. And it really served me well. So let's talk about the three things that you can do and the three things that I did that really shifts things around, kind of spins the tables, flips the script, if you will, to where you are in responsibility of your life. You are in control of your life. And it is really the things that will dictate whether you have a life you love or a life that you hate. And so here we go. First thing is the thoughts that you can control the thoughts that you can control. Now, if you run around with me for a little bit, you're going to hear me talk a lot about positive thinking and an attitude of gratitude. And you're going to hear this whole um, kind of tongue in cheek concept where I say your attitude determines your altitude and all these great little one-liners, right? But there's so much truth in that. There's so much truth in all of those things. But really knowing that and hearing those cute little things versus living that and making it part of your personal makeup, that's that's opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like one exists on one end, one exists on the other. But when you recognize that there's thoughts that you can control you no longer blame others or circumstances or things in your life that may keep you from going where you want to go or having what you want to have. Now, we're great at blaming. And you might be thinking, no, I'm not, Christy. I'm not a big blamer. I'm a happy-go-lucky person. Uh, you know, I just roll with the punches. I'm not a big blamer. I didn't think I was a big blamer either until I kind of started looking for the times when I would blame. And it wasn't normally things I would say out loud. I wouldn't normally walk around and blame everyone and call people out and point fingers out loud. But inside, in my own thoughts, yeah, I was a blamer. And sometimes it wasn't even like things I could, I thought about, like I didn't even realize I was doing it. So I would blame um, circumstances. I would blame the weather. I would blame people that were in my past that maybe I felt like had too much influence and especially negative influence in my present. Uh, I mean, blame, 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 blame. And I started recognizing how much I was blaming and it realized, I realized in that moment that what I was doing is I was releasing my power. I took my hands off the wheel and let the blame control that at that moment. And I gave the power back to the thing or back to the person that I was blaming instead of recognizing I am blaming whatever. I can change things. I just wanted to blame it. And I just wanted to be left powerless there. 
Instead, when I shifted my mindset and I started thinking, okay, first of all, let's recognize what we're blaming. I blame blank, fill in the blank, for fill in the blank. And this could be everything from I blame my schedule and my job for not getting to have time with my family. I blame uh, my you know, I blame the economy. Let's, let's go kind of on a national level here. I blame the economy for my financial situation or for my lack of retirement funds. I blame, you know, politics and the government for, um, you know, the crisis that we are all living in or the climate that we're living in. Um, I blame social media for promoting fear and animosity between people. I mean, come on now, we could easily make several very long lists of things we can complain and blame. And so when we're blaming something, it's simply when we say, I'm, I'm, I'm blaming this person for this. And you realize saying that, that I, I just lost control there. I just let go of the reins and now the horses are running wild. And so what if we could get that back? What if we can recognize one that we're blaming and two, that that means we're losing control. And then instead of just stopping there, we take the next step to pick those reins back up and say, okay, how can I drive this a little differently? How can I steer this or, sh or shift this or change this in such a way that it may not be 100% what I want, but I do have 100% responsibility in it. And this is my part of this scenario or these circumstances or in this relationship or with this job or these coworkers. This is my responsibility in it. My husband has such a great example of this. He uh, works in a, in a large company and there's a, a lot of people that have different work ethics. And some of his buddies get really twisted up when the person next to them doesn't work at 100% or maybe slacks off or kind of phones it in. And they can get really twisted up about it. And then they start you know, getting all bitter and resentful and walking around with a bad attitude. And they're blaming that person, right? In essence, there's blame there. And my husband will tell them, you know what, but if you do what you're supposed to do and you do hundred percent, then you can go home at the end of the day with a clear conscience that you've done all you can do and they have to live with themselves. And at that moment, what he's saying is stop blaming and take responsibility for the thoughts you can control. And the thoughts you can control are, I do what I do. I'm good at what I do. I'm going to bring my A game today. And these are the thoughts I can control. And I'm going to let go of that, that I can't control and focus on taking responsibility for me. Second thing that we do that kind of stands in the way, keeps us from that whole life that we love, the whole thing that we're trying to go for, that success or significance, that legacy, call it what you will. It's all the same thing. But the second thing that kind of robs us of that and keeps us from moving forward in that is when we complain. And when we complain, it's really, again, we're letting go of what we can control and we're actually telling our subconscious that we're settling and we're settling for the thing that we don't really want. So when it comes to complaining, it's really about behaviors that you can control because I can complain about feeling overweight and being overweight but I don't do anything about it. What I'm telling myself is it's okay to settle for an inferior physique or for a rundown body that's low on energy. I could choose to flip the script and say, I do not like that I am overweight 
but the behavior I can control is that I'm going to go to the gym and work out, or I'm going to drink more water, or I'm going to give up sweets, or whatever the plan of action might look like. But again, when you take that plan of action, you're taking the reins back and you now are in the driver's seat. You now get to call the shots. You get to have a plan of attack that may not overnight change that situation, but it is making progress towards what you want in that situation. Maybe you complain about your marriage. And when you say, I'm complaining about our marriage, but you don't do anything about it, what you're telling yourself is it's okay to settle for a subpar relationship. What you could do is say, my behaviors, I can control. And instead of just complaining about this, I'm going to say, I prefer that I become more understanding or more patient or more loving or that I make more of an effort. I would prefer that we get help or read a book or go see a counselor. Those are all actions and behaviors that you can take that you have control over. And while you may not be able to completely control your spouse, you can control you. And a lot of times that spills over and then influences the other person in the relationship. This goes into all areas of our lives. You can find people who complain about their jobs, but choose to do nothing about it. Therefore, they're choosing to settle for second best, for a life that they don't love in a situation that they're not fond of. When in essence, they could change their behaviors and maybe the behavior is getting a new job, but maybe the behavior is choosing to find gratitude and appreciation and the silver lining in that position. Time and time again, in all different areas of our lives, we are finding ways that we can complain and blame instead of taking control and taking action. And again, it's a hard thing to do because it's easier to just sit around and complain and blame. We know those people in our lives that just like to find the bad spot in every single scenario. The person that can be taken to a resort, beautiful five-star location and find the thing to complain about. It's too hot. The sand's too hot. It burns my feet. The water's too salty. The pool boys aren't cute enough. Whatever it is, we, we know that person. We know the person who can be given the most ideal situation and do nothing but pick it apart and blame and complain and ruin the fun. But we do that a lot in our own lives. We do that a lot in the way we think and we do that a lot in the way we behave. But both of those things are things we can control. The third thing that kind of stands in the way, no, it does stand in the way of you having a life that you love and getting to do that abundantly and to the max is when we make excuses and excuses are, are actions we can control. We can choose to act or we can choose to make excuses. It's really up to you. And so you can make all the excuses in the world as to why you can't get in shape, why you can't better your financial picture, why you can't save money or get out of debt. You can make excuses at your job or at work, all of which are kind of things that you could control. Maybe not the person, maybe not the people around you or the situation, but you can control your action. What is your responsibility in that? And when you see that, and again, you pick up those reins and you begin to steer the car one way or the other, or, or train or reel those horses back into where you are the one driving it. 
then all of a sudden you start to see ways that you can maybe shape this one way or another, shift this one way or another. You start to have a clarity in the situation and perspective in the situation so that you aren't sitting on the sidelines, letting it all happen to you. You're now proactive with action you can take, but excuses will keep you from that. Excuses will fog up your clarity, will fog up your mindset, will rob you of creative ways to step out and make a difference or make change in your life. It'll keep you shackled and held under the weight of, of maybe guilt that you should have done better sooner or that you're not capable. It'll make you feel like a failure, that you're not able to do anything different. But the truth is, is we all can make change. We all can choose to act. And it's maybe moment by moment, maybe it's season by season, but you don't have to stay stuck where you're at right now. One of the things I'm so passionate about helping people see is that whatever you want in life, it is there for you, but you can't sit and make excuses. You do have to act. But the best part about that is we don't have to make it happen overnight. Our goal really is to just be better today than we were yesterday. That incremental progress forward, that little bit of bettering ourselves is what I like to call living revised because I believe we can all choose to do that. We can all choose to be better at controlling our, our thoughts, at controlling our behaviors, at controlling our actions. We all can be better at that, but we can't just flip a switch and it all just be better immediately. It's about day-to-day -day intentional progress that allows us to be better today than we were yesterday. And when we string together all of those days of progress, we can look back and see we've created a great track record of growth and development that brings significance and joy in our life because we're not stuck and we're not stagnant. Nothing makes us feel more lackluster than when we're stagnant. I mean, think about stagnant water. What happens to it? It becomes gross and slimy with that green algae stuff that's on it. And no one wants to dive into that. You only can imagine the gross things that continue below the surface of that water. But think about a babbling brook that is vivacious and full of life. And the water like almost sings as it skips down the rocks or through the brook. And there's life in there. And you can't wait to sink your feet into that water. So how can you be more? like that babbling brook, rather than being a stagnant, stale pond, well, we have to give up blaming. We have to give up complaining and we have to stop making excuses. And we have to see that we can control these things in our lives. We can control our thoughts. We can control our behaviors and we can control our actions. We don't always have to respond in the moment. We can choose to walk away. We don't always have to stand still. We can choose to make progress. We don't always have to think the worst. We can make ourselves and train ourselves to start thinking the best and assuming the best in people. Whether this is in relationships, your finances, a job, all of these situations hold these three things in common, that blaming, complaining, and excuses keep you from where you want to go and how you can better that area of life. I just recently shared on Instagram, in my Instagram stories, four things to help you get to the life you love. Four simple things. The first is to recognize the areas of life that are important to you. They may not always be the same for 
people around you. My areas of life may not be the same as yours, but we all have like five to eight areas of life that are pretty important to us. So what are those for you? Is it your finances, your marriage, your relationships, your family, a career, a business, serving others, giving back your faith, your physical well-being, your spiritual well-being? There's a whole bunch of ideas for you of areas of life that may matter to you. And then the second thing is on a scale of one to 10, how do you rank those areas? Is, are those areas like a 10? I'm super satisfied and things are great. Or is it like, oh, this is like a two and this area needs a lot of work. That's okay. It's okay because we're going to take control here because step number three then is to envision what would it have to look like for that area of life to become a 10 or a nine? What would it need to look like? What would it need to have have in it or have happened to it in order for it to get better? And then the fourth step is what actions can you take to start moving the needle towards that 10? This is exactly what we're talking about today. If we're choosing to take action, then we're controlling that part of the area of our life. And we're saying, no more am I going to settle. No more am I going to just be okay with this being mediocre and subpar. I'm going to choose to take responsibility of this area and to take these steps and these actions to start making progress here. And in the progress and in the journey, that's where I'm going to find joy and significance. That's where I'm going to find more momentum to keep going to the next day and the next day and get better and get better and get better. Choosing to stay in that two setting, I'm at a two in this area of life, means that you're probably sitting around complaining that this area of life is a two or blaming someone else that you're stuck at a two. But that doesn't have to be. And we don't have to be stuck. And we don't have to be held back or limited. Everybody loves a comeback story and yours is just waiting to be written, but it is going to require for you to give up blaming, for you to move past complaining and to stop making excuses so that you take control, that you steer those horses where you want to go instead of just sitting back and watching them drive you over the edge of a cliff. When we wake up and realize that Maybe we're having a midlife crisis and we're not living the life that we thought we were going to have or we aren't where we thought we were going to be in life. Nine times out of 10, it's because we didn't have a plan of action, that we sat by the sidelines and we were bystanders in our own lives while we blamed others, complained about things and made excuses. But choosing to take 100% responsibility in your life is going to require work, but it's going to be well worth it. And the rewards are going to be so amazing because not only will you benefit in taking responsibility for your life, but those around you are going to see and they're going to take notice and maybe even lead by example. They're going to start doing what you're doing and they're going to start to experience a life that's fuller and greater and what they want in the life that they love. What better gift can you give someone else than for them to understand some of these basic principles that make all the difference in the world? So I'm going to give you two challenges out of this episode. One, I want you to go to the show notes and download the worksheet that is attached for this episode. It's going to walk you through this whole life assessment that we just talked about, discerning those areas of life. How do I rank them on a scale of one to 10? And then from there, there's a couple of exercises to help you work through this whole concept of blaming, complaining, and making excuses. And you're going to kind of have to evaluate yourself and it may not be super comfortable, but it will be worth it. And you'll start to have like this mindset that picks up on things that maybe you wouldn't have seen otherwise. 
that's a good thing because that means then you can spot the areas you need to improve in. So don't shy away from that. Embrace that. And yes, it may not be where you want to stay, but you don't know where you want to go until you realize that this is what it looks like and that I want to move and that I want to change. So embrace that revelation. It's okay to say, "Ugh, this isn't where I want to be. We're just going to take action tomorrow to move you one step away from that and one step closer to where you really do want to be. Second challenge is that I want you to start keeping mental track of those times you blame, of those times you complain, and of those times you make excuses. And see if you don't kind of reverse your language a little bit in those moments to start taking control of your behaviors, of your thoughts, and of your actions. You'll start to see it. It's kind of like someone flips a switch and makes you uh, realize that there's this thing there and you start to recognize that every time you come up against it. Well, the same can be true for these three things, blaming, complaining, and making excuses. So go check the show notes for some helpful resources to help you with this. Download the worksheets. I challenge you to spend time with them and do them. And if you have questions or follow up on this and you want some more help, let me just tell you one, you can always respond to these episodes. Wherever you're watching, you can comment or find us on uh, our social media channels and ask your questions. We'll always be happy to respond and give you some additional feedback on that. The other thing you may want to consider is joining up with one of our groups. We have a business coaching group and a life coaching group. It's super affordable and the group is there to give you more coaching and accountability on these topics. This is a topic, this blaming, complaining, excuses topic we did a couple of months ago with our life coaching group and there was a lot of great conversation that came out of that and a lot of growth that happened for the people in that group when they recognized like, hey, I need to take back control here. I've let someone else or something else control the shots and, and I need to kind of get this back. And man, that was freeing and empowering and gave a lot of momentum to the change that they want to see happen. So if you're looking to maybe do a little more, have a little more, grow a little more, maybe checking out one of those groups is where you need to be. You can find the link for those coaching groups in the show notes here. So for now, I'm going to say goodbye, but I'm going to make sure that you have this challenge intact. So be sure to get those notes. Be sure to start paying attention to your own thoughts, to your own behaviors, and to your own actions. And let's stop living life on the sidelines. Let's kick it up a notch and choose to go forward in action with purpose and significance and responsibility of what is ours to control. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you liked this episode, if it challenged you or made you think about things a little differently, I encourage you to share this with a friend. Simply tell your friends about the Live Revised podcast. They can find it on all of their favorite podcast platforms, or you can take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and sharing it on your social media channels. I would be really appreciative if you did. It helps us get the word out that we're out here providing encouraging, inspiring, empowering messages so that you can change your life. Have a great day, friends, and we'll catch you next week on our next episode.